Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Mel Spencer, who is the Business Development Director at Fanova. So Fanova offer technology solutions to mortgage brokers up and down the UK with over 60 lenders using their core banking platform and over 3,000 brokers using their broker platform. You could probably say that they offer technology solutions that are really popular with a lot of the big firms who we're going to get into in a moment. So I wanted to invite Mel onto the podcast to talk about how Fanova can help support broker firms. As I know, there's a lot of brokers that listen to this podcast who are always looking for technology solutions in this ever-evolving market, or might be thinking about setting up on their own and want some IT solutions. Maybe they've had a lot of support in the past, but going out on their own, they need that support from a company like Fanova. So without further ado, Mel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Chris, and thanks for the invite. That's all right. So we were just talking before... um, Mel does loads of training with people, speaks to loads of people over these big webinars, there are hundreds of people on there, yet really nervous to sit one-to-one and just chat about the business. It's mad, isn't it, how in front of a camera, don't, don't worry if you lose your train of thought, we'll get back onto it, but it is nerve-wracking the first one, isn't it? It is, it is indeed. I think it's more it's one-to-one, but it'll be yeah. fine. And, and the thing <laughs> is, nobody's actually watching us either. It'll be Feels people, like it is. <laughs> it'll be people in the future. I remember doing a presentation like the first week of lockdown two years ago to brokers about social media, dry mouth. And what was the worst was with Zoom, all their all their videos started popping up on the side of the screen. I'm like, oh, my God, there's 100, there's 120, there's 130. And it was like 257 people, I think it was. I thought, Chris, please make sure your slides don't go down. So it's not as pressurised as that. But how is business anyway? You're busy up and down the country? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, as a, as a market, we're very busy, aren't we? I think, yeah. you know, during lockdown, we all stuck together, we all worked together, you know, the lenders, the brokers, all the technology providers. And I just think, you know, we've progressed so much as an industry that, um, you know, just, just different ways of working, mm-hmm. um, just how we're interacting with our customers. And more importantly, I think a lot of um, our mortgage brokers are having a look at their business processes internally. So it's been a good opportunity for us to speak to the market and just to really help and guide them. I think it's really important, and we'll get into what you offer and how you can help people. Yeah. But from me, from the outside looking in, two, three years ago, you probably have a team of mortgage brokers in an office right what's going on with mr smith okay you could shout over and say this is going on this is what's happening whereas now when you're working from home you can no longer you could pick up the phone but it's so much easier just to log onto a system and go ah that's where it's up to that's probably why a lot of people have taken on your services haven't they Exactly. Just we're working very differently, aren't we? We're using Teams, we're using Zoom. Um, we want to use different technologies to be able to interact with customers. I think even customers have started to change. Um, customers yeah. probably didn't deal with Zoom or speak to their family via Zoom. And we all had to change during the first lockdown on how we interacted with each other. I think that's just sped up the process quite significantly um, across the, the whole industry, which as an industry, I think we were quite behind really on the technology front. Um, yeah. Was it like an industry-wide thing, was it? Yeah, I do believe so. I think, you know, 
other industries are a lot more advanced, um, you know, the insurance industry being one of them, um, and obviously other industries as a whole. But as, as a mortgage industry, I do feel that a lot of our work was either done face to face or, yeah. you know, maybe not having the right tools in place. But we, we have had to adapt and change as um, every, I reckon every part of our industry has had to change. Yeah, I remember when I worked for a corporate company, an estate agency, and trying to put people in front of the in front of the brokers, I'd say to them, "Why don't we do telephone appointments?" And they're like, "No, no, they have to be sat in front." And I thought that's such a wasted market. This was maybe well five years ago now, before people did telephone appointments. But now that person doesn't have to make sure the kids are looked after for the afternoon, take an afternoon off work, go to the office, park up somewhere. It's like a two three hour thing for them. Whereas now sit at home on the sofa, quick phone with the mortgage broker, and it's done within an hour, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So um, being able to find that, I think customers just want different ways to interact with you. I don't think yeah. there's one way where a customer would say, I want to come in to see you face to face, or I only want to deal with you on email. I think, it, you know, as a, as a broker firm, there has to be different ways that these customers want to engage with you. And as we evolve as um, customers, so, um, you know, the younger customer base possibly don't have, yeah. two hours to come into an office or an hour or even if you did want them to come into the office there's ways where you might be able to interact in multiple ways rather than just doing everything face to face you could start kind of a hybrid approach to um, the interaction you have yeah it, it's a generational thing isn't it? it it's people are so much more inclined now to jump on a video call whereas as you said people were scared to, like my mom and dad were scared to do a zoom call three years ago Whereas now my dad um, was doing something on the computer, jump on a Zoom call, I'll share the screen, we'll show you how to do it. He's absolutely fine with it now. It's, and it has, it's accelerated that, hasn't it? But before we get into what Fanova offer, yeah. give us a bit of a background into you and, and what you've done, where you've been in the industry. Yes, I've been in the industry about 20 years now, um, so a very long time. Um, started off working at Abbey National, for you guys that would have probably known Santander yeah. now. Um, then I worked at a company called Botanic Assurance, so dealing in the life policy side, endowment complaints. And then I went to work for a large network, so personal touch at the, at the time. Oh, now. yeah. Um, part of their sales so I used to be there for about 10 years um, dealing with um, the training and the TNC supervisor side and from there I went to work at 27 Tech so I was head of lender relationships there um, looking at the mortgage apply and um, you know, getting the lenders engaged in that and speaking to the brokers so um, I spent about three years there and most recently the last two years I've been at Fanova. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm head of the mortgage club, but I'm also business development director on um, other lender solutions that we offer. So we do things like broker insights. We offer core banking, which is origination software to lenders. And you've already mentioned that we had 60 lenders that use our software. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that ranges across from uh, specialist lenders, building societies, even to a top 10 lender as well. Um, and it doesn't matter what product they deal with, could be residential, buy to let, equity release, bridging. We offer all these types of solutions for our lender partners, which is really key, actually, because we know the market really well. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the broker side, um, we have a, a broker platform, which we have 3000 brokers using our um, software. And, um, and that ranges from um, networks that will be using our software. So, you know, Finance Advice Group, Cornerstone, and then we also have large DA firms as well. Um, and 
with regards to um, some larger firms that we have that are even part of networks. So maybe they use um, the network for their primary CRM. Sometimes they want that secondary CRM system and other tools to be able to interact with their customers as well. So we've got the likes of 313, we've got RSE, Mortgage First, that will utilize our um, products as well. So there's lots on there. And then with regards to the mortgage club side, um, we have over 400 brokers that will use our clubs. That's your kind of your payment route and the other services that we offer. And I'll explain more about how that comes together later. But um, but yeah, as a whole, um, dealing with the mortgage industry, we've got lots of expertise in all the different ways of working. But more importantly, it's how do you provide efficiencies when it comes to your customer journey and the mortgage application process? And that's what we're ultimately here to do as a group is to offer that across from lenders to brokers and other financial institutes as well. It's a lot about processes in it. And this is a big thing. I think a lot of people have during COVID had to look at processes and, and try and speed it up. People have had that time to stand back and, and look at it. And I know 313 there, I know 313 personally, the guys there, and they're so heavy on process. Yeah. And it's not because they want to remove the, it's a conversation I had with them. I said to them, looking at processes for my own business i was like do, do you find that it sometimes removes the human element if you put loads of processes in place and said that no it's completely opposite by putting processes in and using software like like yours you remove a lot of your time you get a lot of time back which means you can put it back into being personal with your clients so you're no longer sitting there wondering how to submit things and where they're going and what line of uh, like the process it goes into you hit a button it's done You've got that extra time to then spend on the time with the client then, haven't you? Exactly. You're freeing up that time, those important conversations. So as a business, you don't want to spend time figuring out how to do an application or how to do your processing. Um, that should be the easy part. And you should be spending more time talking to the customer. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's where you're going to get more of an engaged conversation from them where you can you know, give a recommendation. You can give them advice. You can actually holistically look at them as a whole and you know, spend a lot more time with that customer. Because they buy from people, don't they? Sorry? They buy from people. Yeah. It's, it's not, to be honest, the, the customer doesn't really care what's going on in the background. As long as they've got somebody on the phone that can talk them through what they're, and they know that they're on the end of the phone for them. If you can increase that personal element of the business, you're always going to return, you're always going to have referrals from that, aren't you? Exactly. And I think that just makes you as a company more attractive as well. So yeah. if you've got all your um, processing um, correct in the background, whether you've got a team of people, whether you've got the technology, as long as you've got all that and it, the processing is smooth, then customers are going to want to keep coming back to you. And again, you'll have more time to talk to them and understand their needs and really talk about interacting with them on a regular basis as well. There's so many firms and brokers that I would know that um, are always looking at new customers, but actually what about their existing customer base and, you know, staying close to them as well. Especially at the minute, and we're in a time, we're recording this the end of February, in a time when rates last week spoke to so many brokers that somebody, a lender would be messaging them saying, right, rates are going up tomorrow, you've got to get submitted within 24 hours. During this time, you've got to be looking after your clients. And as you said, looking after your clients that you've had, because they will be the ones that are worried. You know, people that are looking to buy, look, they've not started paying their mortgage yet, have they? But, especially first-time buyers, but if you can look after your, your previous clients, as you said, they're much more likely to come back to you. But we'll get into kind of how you allow people to keep in touch with them. But 
What do you do in terms of products? How can you offer support to the mortgage market? Yeah, and as I've mentioned previously, that is key to us, is how do we help the firms um, with their customers and their processes? I always like to categorise kind of what you probably look at your customer journey. And there's, there's five things that I would pick out is, how do you attract more customers? You've got, how would you collaborate with those customers on a regular basis? How do you process um, the work that you're doing for the customers? How do you retain those customers? But at the same time, how do you earn more from doing all that? I think that's key is, you know, when you're looking to either go directly authorised on your own or whether you're looking to enhance your business processing, especially if you've done the same thing for 15, 20 years, I'd be looking at how, if you're segmenting it, how would you drive that for within your businesses? And um, by offering the right solutions to do that, and that's where what we'd be utilising is our core, um, so our broker platform, which looks at these solutions, whether it's um, in-house from a CRM or direct-to-consumer solutions. So actually, um, and I'll talk about that in a second when we go into the, each of the areas. And then also we've got the mortgage club element because ultimately you want to get paid from this. So, you know, you're submitting business to lenders, um, so we've got over 70 lenders that are on our panel currently today, and that's growing every day. Um, so more and more, whether it's um, your specialist or you can go into bridging, secured loans or, um, you know, your, your typical mortgages anyway, you want to be able to get paid from there. So what we do as a group is not only do we offer the solutions on the tech side is we can actually heavily discount this by having the mortgage business come through the club. So you've always got to pick a payment route, whether that's um, another mortgage club or whether you've gone through a network but by choosing a mortgage club especially if you're directly authorized we can then offer a package and that package then can incorporate kind of what you want to look at and everything's very modular based you don't have to take all solutions you can just take one solution or another one and just use the mortgage club and then like I say you can heavily discount the technology on that side as well. I think it's nice when you say that the mortgage club, and I've heard of a few a few of these different mortgage clubs that I've spoken to Dave Corbett, the money group. Yeah. There's more and more of these mortgage clubs around. I think it'd be great if I was going out on my own, say if I'd work for a corporate or another company and I was going to go DA. It's quite daunting yes. to, to completely go out on your own. And this is only my limited knowledge of, of how it all works. But to have something like a mortgage club where... I've got you at the end of the phone. It might not be you directly, but somebody that I can speak to and almost combat that loneliness sometimes because you can imagine it'd be quite lonely, but to kind of troubleshoot and get advice from, I suppose you guys can help with that as well, can't you? Exactly, yes. Um, I had an article published last week, actually, so it's worth having a read of that, which looks at kind of going directly authorised. And, um, you know, it is important that you pick the right partner to do that. And I say partner because you, you would probably want that support, whether it's... Um, you know, the types of business you deal with, um, what what would you need to do? So whether it's, you know, getting paid from doing the mortgages, your protection, your compliance, you know, that's, you know, vitally important as well. You know, you don't have to have an in-house compliance person. You can outsource it to a third party. You might want an in-house compliance to do the basics, but outsource a majority of the work. Um, having the right technology solutions. 
Um, you could have like referral partners there. So there's lots that we do as a mortgage club to make sure that you can service your customers and also in a compliant way as well. Um, so, yes, we offer all that support in order to be able to, um, I guess, for a firm to be able to go directly authorised. Um, That'd be a big thing for me. If I was going to, I'd want to make sure it was compliant. So if it was personally, it was me, I'd want to make sure I'd, I'd take you up on that offer because somebody can do it for me. It's yeah. taking it off your hands, especially when you're setting up. You've got so much to think about. Yeah. I think it's a great way to do it. But so you obviously support the banking side and the lender side, which we've kind of touched on. But how do you support broker firms specifically in terms of the processes that you put in place? Or do, do you see what I mean? Like, what's your cycle? Because we spoke about this cycle, didn't we, before the podcast? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so not only just like the other services, like we talked about compliance, the mortgage club side and just getting paid. Um, I mentioned earlier in this podcast is like looking at those key areas of, um, you know, what, what should you be looking for when setting up? What sort of areas should you be focused on? And I guess the first one is how are you attracting your customers? And earlier we talked about customers are changing, aren't they, when it comes to how they interact with you? So um, something that we do offer is an onboarding module. This onboarding module focuses on having that website present. So if you've got a website and you want, so a customer is going to go onto your website, just having a dynamic form on there to start engaging with that customer and it generates that lead with you and it's keeping that customer warm. So by asking some questions, it then leads into offering your customers like options on what will be available based on eligibility and also affordability. So it's actually going into more detail. So the customers don't have to go and find out from all different locations on, you know, realistically what they can afford to borrow and what does that product um, ultimately, what's it going to look like? So it's and then it generates a lead. Um, and that lead can then be filtered into your CRM system automatically. So again, you've got the customer details and you're generating a lead. You can also have like existing customers going on there as well, because I'd say nine times out of 10 customers always go onto websites, always looking online, always looking on Instagram and all those sort of areas to go and engage with the company rather than actually calling up by a phone. It is that that's the way it is now. It's I almost sounds really bad. I almost avoid sometimes in fact like so for example oak furniture land i mean this is completely off i sent a return to them last week uh, two weeks ago and i haven't had the refund but i thought i can't be bothered to phone them because i don't want to be sat here on i'd rather just send them an email and come back to me or go on their website and fill out their form exactly. i like the way that that form isn't just get in touch with us it's not just a simple get in touch with us it's more of like asking them criteria and i suppose off the back of your piece of software in the background yeah. that helps you then determine what kind of product you could recommend exactly and it's more of an insight to the product rather than this is the product we're going to recommend it's just to get that flavor for the customer um but also it's personalized customers love personalization so you're going to have a personalized report for that customer well, so what you'd find is customers are more likely to come back to you because they're already engaged with you and they feel they're already having that connection, even though, yes, it is online, it's still personalised to your business. Yeah, and you need to remove that robotic element, don't you? Because yeah. nobody really likes just a very generic. That's why I love these kind of plugins on websites where you can contact people through their social media straight away. It, it, what I don't like is, 
Have you seen these kind of mess, like these chat bots that were a huge thing before? They, they're becoming a lot more personal, which is good. But before it was just quite generic, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you're yeah. Yeah. details and you're having a report. Hi, Chris, this is your personalised report. Exactly. So it's actually using the data that's been inputted rather than, like you say, you know, your basic chatbot. Um, I know chatbots, like you say, are becoming a lot more um, advanced by using AI and things yeah. like that. It's going more into the tech side, but it, you know, it, that that works in a sort of scenario. So yes. when you've got lenders, so you know, we would possibly work in that space because we've got lenders where you'd go on and want to speak about their criteria and things. You could technically use AI for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're talking about customers directly and you know your customer on your website it's nice to have that personalized report and just to show them something so they can see that they're getting something back and then if you're getting that lead you can then contact that customer and I think it's so important that you're getting data and leads um, via different sources and by having that data enriched at the start you can then have a more informed conversation so if you're going to contact them up you're already going to know a lot about them beforehand so you can do your own research before you speak to them you're going to know what you're going to talk about so that's taken away the initial element of a meeting where you can actually start talking about what they want to talk about and then from a social point of view we haven't talked much about social but if they followed you on social media for the last few months it's easy for them to have a friend finder so you know a bit about them they know a bit about you that awkward beginning is gone as you said it's straight into right how can we help which means better phone calls better quality phone calls because they've given you more information and and more time to do more business so you're giving the support at the front end to get them the leads but what do you do in terms of the process how do they process more business if they're going to be getting more leads yeah, so I'd put um, how do you process more and how do you collaborate with them in the same sort of category there. So what you've got is um, you're going to be taking this data, you're going to be submitting um, possibly the application, but you, but first of all, you need to gather that documentation and do some work before you do that. So um, two ways of doing this, we have a client portal. So actually having a customer portal, which you can um, send them the link for, and then they can upload documentation to it. You'll be able to do your ID checks, um, just really knowing your customer. So whether that's going to be an experience check as well. So being able to do that credit file check, all this information beforehand in order for you to then submit your application. But at the same time, what you're doing is that's linking in with our CRM system as well. So we do have the link um, between the products there, Um, but also providing the customer portal then provide updates to your customer. So being able to keep them informed through the whole process. Um, What our CRM system does as well. So it's... um, it's it's really catered for you as the firm itself so even though yes it's typically off the shelf you would then customize it to what your process is so if you have a certain workflow majority of you are the same brokers are the same where they have the same sort of workflow however you might do something slightly different so you can tweak it in that way um and being able just to send text messages emails and just keep that constant communication with your customer because what you don't probably want is them to keep calling you up to find out how the application's processing how do they get the documentation to you possibly some people don't want to send documentation via email might not want to send it through the post so it's offering a secure way for the brokers to interact with you loads of questions i've got off the back of that i love this kind of stuff all the portals and the upload so the first thing is i think it's massive that 
it can be done automatically because what I find is if I'm doing something and I have to send a quick email, although it only takes 60 seconds, two minutes, quick update of something, obviously a different market, it breaks you away from your task in hand. So that can be done automatically. That'd be awesome. The second thing is talk. What, what was I going to say now talking about, so you send off the email. Oh, integrating the processes as well. So it's not just like a fixed thing you can kind of you can change the processes and change when emails go out and that type of thing that's interesting yeah you can configure it to what your processes are so it's your system and I think importantly is like how do you deal with a customer what's your customer journey and, yeah. and that's where you'd configure the software to be able to do that for you um but I think sometimes if you went to build your own CRM system, it can be very difficult to be able to do that. Whereas if you're buying one where your mortgage, um, it's actually built by mortgage brokers for mortgage people and understanding what that process looks like, there'd be potentially only a few tweaks that need to be made to it. That much easier. And then my, my third thing is loads more clients that I'm speaking to mortgage brokers, they're using WhatsApp more instead of email and estate agents using it. Do you think software will ever get to the point where WhatsApp is kind of integrated into it. Like you'd say, you'd send a, an email update. Do you think it yeah. would ever get to the point? I don't know what the legalities would be behind it, but that'd be quite interesting to find if it does go down that route. Yeah, I think the future of tech will be looking at how do you get majority of your mortgage process on the one platform? So what I mean by that is other areas of the process so you conveyance in your estate agent your okay, mortgage brokers, yeah. so putting it all and then being able to message that way as well mm -hmm. so the, the the technology will become more advanced where it links in the end-to-end -end process of that journey not just mm -hmm. the broker side it's the end-to-end -end for the wider uh, journey itself um, but yeah, 100%, I think, you know, WhatsApp is going to be the way forward and yeah, just have, it's got to be secure as well. So having that security element will be key. That's the main thing, isn't it? Especially with, with because WhatsApp is classed as a social media platform. So it'd be interesting to see how that develops. So we spoke about kind of onboarding the clients, getting them in there, sending them all the processes, making sure they're kept updated. What, do you, what can you then do to help them retain those clients that they've already sold them a mortgage to? Yeah, and, and this is the bit where, as, a, as an industry, you'd find that we have diaries or we would have... Yeah. I remember years ago, was um, I'd go to like a broker firm to visit them and they'd have a, a folder for those that are maturing in like December. And, uh, oh, and really? You'd have different, but you'd have, um, I guess, the mortgage file in that folder and then you would know to contact them six months before, three months before. Um, but, yeah, it was all very paper-based. Then, obviously, we moved to... Uh, spreadsheets so I'm gonna say <laughs> spreadsheets is the next one wouldn't it there are spreadsheets where you would see kind of the maturity on that side there's other areas where crm systems can provide reports um so i've worked with various um products where you can download a report of all those that are maturing in the next six months so i mean by that is your rates coming to an end in the next six to 12 months yeah um but actually taking it that one step further on actually engaging with your customers on a personalized level so we offer something which is a um, um, a retention tool it's a marketing retention tool hmm. so what it enables um brokers to do is to engage with their customers and it's an automated process and it's personalized as well so okay. you know you'll be speaking um so it, it'll be via email 
it would go dear Mr. Smith or whoever it is. And then it would um, remind them that their products come into an end. Um, so you could do this like 12 months, six months, three months, and just keep reminding that the products come into an end because ultimately you want that customer to come back to you. And then what it would also do is it would say, this is kind of, you know, your product is coming to an end. And then you'd see different options that would be available based on the market today. So it's using the uh, data okay. that we um, gather from um, the sourcing software. And then it's presenting this information to them, which again, it's all personalized. And mm -hmm. then you'd be having that engagement um, to speak to them um, about their product that's coming to an end because you know so many so many firms have concentrated on new business rather than their existing business and they're the ones that are going to keep coming back to you I know it could be like two years five years it's still important to have that regular communication with them definitely and if the market does tend to slow obviously a lot of the the new resi purchases they will start to slow down so as you say you go back to your back book and you go back and look but if you haven't built that relationship up over the last two years since they signed up with you if it's a case of right your two years is up come and book in for a mortgage review it's quite tough and that's why i speak a lot about social media because you want to keep your customers engaged and if that's with business content or personal content on your social media channels you could like you say you run that um email to mr smith and say your your rates up in six months you need to come in if then he follows you on social and it talks about mortgage reviews, you're just, you're just giving them loads of touch points. And then you say, like, after three months, it's coming up, two months, one month. Eventually, they've had five or six touch points in six months. They're much more likely to come back to you rather than go and have the hassle of finding somebody that they don't really know at Jones's mortgages. They'd rather come, come straight back to you. Exactly. And I think that's where, as an industry, especially in the mortgage side, it's about how are you actually speaking to that customer? And I like some things that I've seen on the social media posts of, um, I guess it's like case studies. I talk about this with yeah. lenders quite a lot, where in the mortgage club, what I'd get lenders to do is send me case studies so I can then publicize actually what do they actually do and how can they help the brokers? There's no harm in brokers doing this either. If they're uh, in the case studies to say, it could be like a bridging loan or customer circumstances change all the time. And if you've dealt with a circumstance, it, you know, you're not just dealing with customers when it comes to an end of a two year or five year or even 10 years customer circumstances changing all the time so if you're putting in little snippets of kind of cases that you've dealt with then that will give customers an idea oh yeah I need to go and speak to my mortgage broker about that and you know they might not necessarily want feel that they would come to you to start with because maybe they don't know that you deal in that area yeah it could be somebody as simple as like a self-employed mortgage case study like somebody came to me another broker told them no but we managed to do it it was on a year's worth of books we managed to get them a mortgage for X amount. Obviously, you've got to be careful from a compliance point of view. It'll all depend on your network or yeah. kind of like your, your mortgage club. But that's it's quite interesting you talk about case studies because it does help you. But can you, you know, from an email point of view, is it a touch point or is it something that they can kind of blast out an email to people? How does that work? Yeah, so there's a whole communication suite in the CRM system. Oh, so okay. you can actually um, send out email communications to your um, customer base. Hmm. So there's a full suite of uh, reports, there's a full suite of um, 
a communication suite, so that's your marketing element, um, everything that you'd want to do to interact with the customer. So you could and do I don't that. want anyone to feel like this is a sales pitch because it, it's not at all. I, I've never, I, to be honest, I spoke to Mel a few times about social before now, but I haven't spoken to her about the software, so I'm not here to give the hard sell. But listening to it, it sounds... If I was doing it on my own, I'd be the kind of person that would just come to you and go, can you please just look after it for me? Because you've got enough to worry about if you're changing networks. Even if I was established, I'd be like, right, how do I take the business to the next level? And because I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to marketing, that kind of thing really interests me, especially the marketing platforms. Exactly. And, and that's kind of where I come from, really, is it's, it's good to understand what a firm actually wants. So by yeah. discussing that and being able to give advice on this is what the actual, you yeah. know, what, what's out there in the industry. You know, we deal with a lot of third parties as well. So, you know, joining up as an industry, and I think we've done that a lot over the last couple of years anyway, is how do we all work together? We, you know, this industry is very small. So, you know, we all need to work together. And I just think, everyone has something different to offer and it's been able to give that advice in those different areas especially for a firm that potentially you know wants to go on their own they might want to leave a network and they don't know what to do they might be part of a network and they think how can they enhance their business and that you know that's what we want to do and I guess yeah we have talked a lot about technology because that is something that we as an industry want to talk about but as a mortgage club you would um be able to give the advice on kind of what other services that are available and that's the nice thing i found with mortgage brokers it's such a nice community everyone wants to help each other i wasn't really involved in it too much before covid but since covid has happened a lot of people do want to support each other which is lovely to say so we've talked about kind of the process how to retain clients how people can market I think the main question now to finish is how long does the onboarding process take and what does it look like? I think that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> and <laughs> it's going to be, I'd say, it depends on the firm itself. It? You know, if, if a firm is looking to go directly authorised, then that's a process in itself, isn't it? Where they have to then take the steps to be able to do that. Um, and that's where you need the support of a mortgage club or the services that they offer. Uh, you know, submitting a DA application, how long does that take? But really, when it comes down to what do you want as a firm it's you know the a lot of the technology that's out there is very modular based where you can take off the shelf technology to suit what your business need is so you know you can be coming up up and running within a few months on a crm system but it really depends on how ready or what what you actually want is the main question Mortgage club, um, you know, just speaking to a mortgage club, whether it's ourselves or somebody else, um, then that that can happen very enough straight away, really. Um, it's just having that conversation on, well, what do you want to yeah. achieve? And that's to, what do you want to achieve as a firm from, is it just to get paid from submitting the mortgages and earning more that way? There's lots of different solutions out from there. Or is it that you want to incorporate technology and, you know, what sort of technology would suit your business? Is it that you want to start off with one and move progressively through and enhance that way? You know, it's all down to, I think, you as the... I think if, if I got in touch with you, I'd be just like, right, that's my card. I'll just have everything, just whatever you offer, I'll take it. <laughs> but aside from your technology and your software that you offer... I think the main takeaway I would take from this is regardless if you've got software or not, it's all about always about keeping in touch with your clients. 
So throughout the whole process, touch base with them, a little message here, a little email here is keeping them updated. Then when they're done, keep in touch with them with email marketing, keep in touch with them with social. That's the overall message I've got from you. It's just you provide a solution of, of how to do that, don't you? Exactly. And, you know, and that's why we've invited you to come and talk at the Mortgage Club as well, is so we can get the brokers engaged on the social bit because that's yeah. just vitally important. It's all encompassing, isn't it? It's all, yeah, it's all um, working together as that firm and how do you actually speak to your customers? How do you yeah. keep them? How do you get more customers? And, and that's kind of, you know. and that's everything it, getting more customers. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about, you know, those five key stages, ultimately there to um, speak to our customers, engage with them, and then how do you make that beneficial for you and also improve your efficiencies within the business yeah give you give yourself back more time don't you that's what that's what you want so where's the best place for people to get in touch with you mel if they do well, yes. so you can search for me it's melanie spencer on linkedin um our website is um www.bonova.tech so you can go on to there and you would see we've got the um, broker side so broker platform we've also got Fanova Connect is where our mortgage club sits um, so you just message me contact me directly um, via email is melanie.spencer at fanova.tech or you can contact me on my phone number as well which oh, is and you spend a lot of time do you want to give out your phone number people can get in touch yeah, I don't mind. 07825 We'll put all this in the notes as well, guys. But you do a lot of traveling, don't you? So you'll probably you'll probably catch Mel in the car going either up like this week you're saying you're in Manchester, then you're in London. You must do a hell of a lot of miles up and down the country. Yeah, we've got because we deal with both lenders and brokers. Um yeah. then yes, we, you know, I do see a lot of both customers, which is key just to keeping up to date in the market as well. So yeah, we already mentioned, you know, the 60 lenders that we deal with on our origination side, and we've also got all the brokers. So so yeah, there there is a lot, and I think it's important to keep it in touch with those. Awesome. So if anybody wants to keep Mel um, company on a journey, on a chat on the phone, I'm sure she'd be grateful. Mel, thanks very much for coming on today. Really do appreciate it. And if anybody does want to get in touch, just send Mel a message. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. It's been really interesting to talk. Cheers. Thanks, Mel. Speak thank to you, you soon. Thanks, Chris. Bye. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.